I am extremely grateful for and overwhelmed by the support that we are receiving. So we are not alone in this and we are going to get through this. And believe me, we are going to be stronger than ever. This is the Daily Signal podcast for Friday, May 5th. I'm Rob Bluey, and happy Cinco de Mayo. That was the voice of Dr. Jill Simons. She's the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians. Her organization scored a major victory last month when a federal judge ruled in its favor and halted the Food and Drug Administration's approval of mifepristone, a drug used in chemical abortions. Just weeks later, however, the American College of Pediatricians endured a crippling cyber attack carried out by hackers intending to cause major damage. Those attacks have continued and show no signs of stopping. Simons joins the Daily Signal podcast to explain what happened and why she's not backing down from her mission to defend life and protect the most vulnerable in our society. Stay tuned for our interview after this. Want the inside scoop on what's happening here at the Heritage Foundation? Check out Heard at Heritage, an all-new show replacing the Heritage Events podcast. It'll feature cutting-edge analysis and thought from leading experts in and across the conservative movement and, of course, the Heritage Foundation's premier events and programming brought straight to you. Check it out at heritage.org podcasts. We are joined today by Dr. Jill Simons, a board-certified pediatrician with a distinguished career in the medical field. She has her own private practice in Minneapolis while also serving as the executive director of the American College of Pediatricians. Jill, I know you have big challenges that you're trying to solve, so we thank you for spending a few moments with The Daily Signal today to tell us what's happening. Thanks for having me on. Before we talk about the hack, could you first share with us a little bit more about the American College of Pediatricians, why you were founded, and what it is you do? Sure. So the American College of Pediatricians is a, an organization, professional organization of pediatricians uh, mostly, but also family practice doctors and other physicians, as well as psychologists and uh, friends of the college who are interested in uh, protecting children. Uh, it was founded in 2002, and it was started uh, because several uh, key, several people in leadership at the AAP were recognizing that the AAP, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics, uh, was drifting from its roots, which was to do the best for children and to remain uh, unbiased politically, to, to stay true to medicine and science. So they were drifting from that. So a group broke off and started the American College of Pediatricians in 2002. And since then, our mission has stayed true to that, which is to uh, ensure that all children can achieve their um, optimal health and well-being. And that includes protecting the family and protecting the doctors who work to protect them and act in their best interests. Our current scope is pretty focused on protecting life, whether it's unborn or preborn uh, children, uh, all the way to natural death. We're also working hard to protect biological integrity in the face of the transgender ideology that has just uh, been devastating to many children and families. And then the third thing we're focused on currently is preserving the rights of doctors to practice their um, practice according to their conscience. And, uh, and do no harm, basically. 
Well, thank you for taking a moment to explain that, because I think it underscores that you are involved in some of the biggest cultural fights of our time. And it's probably no coincidence that your organization would come under scrutiny and a hack like this as a result of some of the positions that you've taken. So let's rewind to late April. Uh, what, what happened? Uh, tell us about the attack and some of the things that you first observed. Sure. And, you know, I'll just echo what you said. They don't want to debate us because they can't beat us on the facts and the science. They can't even beat us on common sense. And so what happened to us last week is how they're coming after us. Basically, uh, last week, there was a coordinated, concerted attack on several of our organization's uh, key structures, our key technology structures, our um, databases, our financial accounts. Uh, just hit from many angles. It was, it was deliberate. We have we have security systems in place, just as businesses do nowadays. Uh, this was above and beyond that. This was this was professional, like I said, and it was it was unrelenting. Uh, and what they were able to get was some archived information, uh, and and from that they've done they've done some damage. And in this particular case, you know, I, I understand that any organization, particularly a nonprofit, is is susceptible to to attacks like this. Um, we we've seen this happen before. Why is it that you think that this happened now? Uh, do you have any reason behind the motive that may have led the hackers to to take this type of action? There's no doubt in my mind that this is related to uh, a few recent bold brave stances that we've had. One is uh, the we're part of the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, which uh, recently filed a lawsuit with the FDA against Mifepristone or the abortion pill. Uh, the American College of Pediatricians is one of the five founding members of the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine. And since that uh, ruling was announced in the subsequent appeals, uh, our organizations, uh, as well as Leaderships and and um, slander about our organizations have just been sprayed across the internet, uh, and I believe they've incited these sorts of attacks. And it, I I speak with many people, not just in the organizations that are part of the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, but many of our allies that are that are fighting similar um, things, standing up for life and, and biologic integrity and consciousness. And they're all receiving very similar threats. Um, you know, even uh, you know, very prominent Matt Walsh uh, had a large attack. He's made very public, uh, very much along those lines. This is above and beyond uh, what you know people, businesses could experience uh, cyber type attacks. This is this is very targeted. Uh, we also. We also receive quite a bit of fan mail, as I like to refer to it, um, or unfan mail. Um, and uh, these are just awful letters that come into uh, our office, uh, email letters. And since the FDA case uh, and other things that we've been involved in, this has just escalated, ramped up. Uh, so we're, you know, we're obviously making them nervous. We're obviously uh, making an impression. And when people hear what we have to say and we speak the truth, uh, their only means against that is to just silence us. And so we know we're making a difference and they're trying to silence us. And, and what keeps you motivated to, to, you know, show up for work and continue to do the job each day? Because I would imagine 
under these types of threats and attacks that you faced, it, you could just say, okay, enough is enough. But you have been very firm in that you're not going to be intimidated and you're not going to go away. Exactly. I, I'm not telling, I'm not reaching out to people so that they feel sorry for us, for these attacks. Um, I'm doing this so that um, if, if people are able to step up, speak with us uh, and, and help us uh, so that we can continue to push on because we are. And the, the reason that I do that, you know, it's just being a human being, number one, uh, but also as a pediatrician, that's why I went into this, uh, to, to stand up for children, to protect them, not just individually as they come in for, you know, basic childhood ailments, uh, but, but the bigger picture so that they, their life is protected and they're, they're protected from these harms. And, and unfortunately I'm seeing people in my own profession that are causing harm to these children and their families. Uh, and those, those, those kids, uh, those that can't speak for themselves, the most vulnerable among us. That's why we all have to speak up. Uh, that is just something we must do. Well, and I would imagine that was a, a significant reason why you made the decision to be involved in challenging the FDA on Mifepristone. Can you share with our audience more about that particular case? Uh, we obviously had the decision by the U.S. District Judge out of Texas, um, and then the Fifth Circuit ruled and uh, went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Where does that case stand right now, and what are the next steps? Yeah, I, I still can't speak on the specifics of that because it is still ongoing. Um, Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, is um, who we've been working with on that case, and they can speak more. But we we are uh, just um, encouraged at that ruling, and that this is this is not over, and this is um, still pushing forward. And it is, I believe, you know, some people are frustrated that um, there are appeals, and this may go to the Supreme Court. But I think in the long run, it's going to draw more attention to this, and it's going to let the truth come out and uh, people are people who are maybe not in the medical field or don't pay attention to this uh, will have opportunities to hear about this and, and realize that this is not a good thing to be offering uh, the, the mifepristone and chemical abortions to uh, to women uh, and harming their babies. Well, certainly those chemical abortion drugs are, are increasingly being used. And of course, the FDA uh, allowing them to go out uh, by mail has alarmed a great number of pro-lifers and conservatives. We'll be sure to link to additional coverage on DailySignal.com. We're following your case uh, quite closely. Um, getting back to the hack itself, I know you have a small team. Uh, your organization, it's been described as having an outsized impact given the size size of the organization. What has it been like for you trying to address this uh, with, obviously, uh, tiny support staff and uh, and people who, in many cases, are working full time as pediatricians and doctors. Sure, and uh, you know because because uh, we have limited resources, uh, we've we've you know been functioning that way. Uh, however, uh, this has generated support from allies that I am extremely grateful for and overwhelmed by the support that we are receiving. So we are not alone in this. Uh, and we are going to get through this. And believe me, we are going to be stronger than ever. So we are, I feel like we are gearing up. And um, this is definitely not the end of anything. Uh, we've just begun to fight. And this is, 
this is woken a sleeping giant, if you want to use that. Uh, I think um, we're, there's more to us than, than just the American College of Pediatricians. And Jill, how can people support your organization? What are some of the steps that you would encourage them to take? Sure. You can go to our website. Uh, it's acpeds.org, and there is a donate button. Uh, that's that's um, the simplest way. Uh, there's also a, a way you can contact us directly if you don't want to do it online. Um, and we'd be happy to, to take that to work with you. And what advice would you have for other organizations? I mean, we have seen everything from pregnancy resource centers to a father, uh, Mark Houck in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, come under attack since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, militant groups like Jane's Revenge have vandalized property. Mark Houck, of course, was uh, arrested by the FBI. Uh, now this with your organization. So what message do you have for others who are, are in this fight and want to protect life? So there's safety in numbers, and we we do have the majority on our side. Uh, there is a huge silent majority waiting in the wings that are too afraid, you know, to step forward and to um, either come alongside us or speak out publicly. So I would encourage all those, especially pediatricians uh, or other people who agree with us to to start vocalizing that and to, to stand together, not only with us, but other organizations, because, um, you know, we may be small individually, but uh, together we are uh, quite a quite a big force. And, you know, if they're not coming for you, they're coming for, you know, your neighbor. And so it's important to 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 speak up and, and to help uh, to help each other out. And, and on that particular point, you are an organization of pediatricians. I would imagine that it's been an opportunity for you to maybe reach even more uh, Americans who are in this profession who want to join forces with you and uh, believe in the mission that you're advocating. How can doctors particularly get involved with your organization? Oh, certainly. I mean, this, you know, uh, this has raised an awareness for our group like like we never could have done on our own with uh, advertising. This has really pushed us into the forefront uh, of this of this fight against all these all these things. Uh, doctors, you know, um, there is a way to get involved with uh, ACP. You can join as a member. Um, we have different levels of members. Some are more outspoken. Uh, some follow along silently, help us behind the scenes. Uh, many, many universities and institutions that these doctors belong to um, have been pressuring doctors who join um, to, you know, that they will lose their faculty appointment or, you know, lose their job. And so we are we are helping those pediatricians um, if that happens. Um, but we're also just encouraging you. There's a place here. There's there's many behind the scenes, uh, and so there's there's a way you can still help us. Wonderful. Well, Jill, thank you so much for bringing us up to speed on everything that's happened and taking the time to speak with the Daily Signal today. Uh, we certainly appreciate the work of the American College of Pediatricians, and we'll be following your situation closely uh, in the days to come. Uh, please keep our audience uh, up to date and let us know how we can help in the future. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving us an additional place to have our voice heard. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. If you haven't had a chance, be sure to check out our evening show right here in this podcast feed, where we bring you the top news of the day. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts. 
and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. And we'll be back with you all at 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.